The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. And welcome to the final episode of On the Rag for 2016. Yay! Yay! We did it! We made it! It's been rough as guts, but we made it to the end. Um, we are a podcast, if you didn't know, you're listening to it. Brought to you by Bond Tampons and The Spin-Off. And I just wanted you to know if there was anyone who wasn't sure about what we did, we are a podcast for people who are feminists every day. Not just some of the days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not just most days. Because that would be days. crazy. And the whole of the day, like not just after lunch. Yeah, feminist in the like morning. Feminist like late at Sunday night. feminist, okay. or which is you know because it's a bit crazy when you're doing the washing. Yeah, because oh, you know sometimes you can be too busy for feminism. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. mm. when you're when you're. When you're a, a politician, I mean, yeah. how, do you, how do you fit it all in? A career, a family, and feminism. Oh, feminist. Feministing, yeah, feministing is tiring. And yeah, and what is it anyway? Crikey! Well, it's, I don't, it's confusing. If there was, if there was one person I thought uh, would have an answer. I thought it might be the leader of the country. Well, look, it's new feminism. It um, is. It's a new idea. It's a new concept. <laughs> no one's talked about it. It's not. It's not in the daily lexicon for most people. Well, English can't so, be expected to have met enough of them to really know that, what that part one is. is probably true. <laughs> oh God, yeah. what if it is? No, yeah, that can't be true. Yeah. And Google. Google. Google's <laughs> yeah. good. Right. Just media and popular culture and... A dictionary. Human interaction. Seriously, a dictionary would do it. A dictionary An would Oxford do it. An Oxford English dictionary would give him a pretty good defo of what it is. I can kind of understand Paula Bennett not being... Well, uh, yeah, she's kind of expunged a whole lot of her history of how she got to where she is. Mm. Mm. Like, so... Uh, being on a benefit that she scrapped and uh, in her early days and ha- having a housing corporation loaned to buy her first home, which she scrapped, and um, extra benefit as a single parent to study at university and get a degree, which she scrapped. So she's kind of experienced a lot of things and then wiped them out. So yeah. she mm. might have wiped the bit that explains feministing on a daily basis. Because mm-hmm. it, it sounds almost like... Being a feminist every day is is not the end goal. She's actually trying to reduce the days of feminism <laughs> by the sounds of things. Yeah. So it's like it's a chore. Oh. I'm a feminist some of the days still. Feministless ah. days. Like we used to have carless days to yeah. save the environment. So Tuesday, you don't have to be a feminist, Paula. You can yell at yell at whoever you want on the street. Um Hello guys. <laughs> I'm Alex, and I'm joined as always by my trusty raggers. Michelle Eckhart. Yes. And Leonie Hayden. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, ho, ho to you. <laughs> we are drinking some bubbles. We're going to be honest right off, the, right off the bat. And eating many cakes because mm. it's Christmas time. And it's been a really difficult year, I think. We've had to tackle some things and talk about tricky stuff and mm. record through tears <laughs> post-Trump mm. and a whole bunch of stuff. So now we're just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. It's time to... 
end end on a positive note. Mm. We've decided that um, although a lot of trauma has occurred this year, we're going to end on a positive note, and we're going to highlight some of the people that have have made the year for us. Some of the women and feminist allies, mm. yes, that have done great work this year yes. and have brought us all pride. I also just like the thought that uh, a whole year later we're still sitting in this room, which, you know, <laughs> there are moments where I thought this room might might cease to exist. Mm. And, yeah, no, we're still doing it. We're still having a fun time, mm. chatting about how quite fucked the world is from time to time and laughing. That's laughing what I like about face. this room as well, <laughs> apart from what, they re- you know, what represents us being in the same room talking, is that it feels quite sheltered. We can't it's see the outside, really. Mm. Um, there's, no, literally. There's the, some nice foam the on the walls. windows are boarded up. Can't hear much. So it's just like maybe these things aren't happening when we're in this room. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a we, pod. It's a float tank. We all need <laughs> We all need a room like this. <laughs> um, let us begin on that celebratory note. We had a giveaway on our Facebook page, which if you're not a fan of already, it's on the rag pod, I think, facebook.com slash on the rag pod. Um, our dear sponsors at Bon Tampons who rock and are doing amazing things Très and bon. are not putting, yeah. That was me bon. in French. Très bon. Bon voyage. Don't. Come back. Come yeah, back. We, Come. Want, we want you to buy the tampons. Yeah, and we are out of French. That's yep, it, right? That's, it. that's all we need. La plume de ma tante est dans le jardin. There we go. Ooh, hello. <laughs> My aunt's penis in the garden. It's really, really useful, that one. It's good. Everybody should learn it. Um, we asked you to give uh, some suggestions of what you what you wanted to kind of hear us chew over for the final episode. Um, we're going to try and do as, as many of those things as, as we possibly can. But it was also to enter yourself in the draw to win a year's supply of tampons, which is massive and huge mm. for anybody. Not any kind of tampon. Organic. 100% organic. New Zealand Bone made. Doing good stuff. And, and package not in fluoro. Yeah. Lovely reusable. Put a pot plant in it. The packaging, it not the tampons. Not the, no, no, no. No. Don't say they don't grow. <laughs> they don't grow anything out of them. Wish they could. Wish they could yeah. plant a tampon <laughs> and you get a little tampon, tampon tree. tree. I read a Come story on, about the woman who um, does who works on big girls programs. Who, um, oh yeah, she's in a, a, a you know a, a what do you call those an extreme adventurer? Yeah, she's the survival expert, right? Yes, on the show. That's yeah, right. yes, that's what I was reaching for in my booze-addled <laughs> brain, and I'm not just talking about today. Um, she can start a fire with a tampon. Yeah. you'd have to be careful about where the tampon was when yeah, you start well, a fire well. with it. But <laughs> I think that's an excellent use of the tampon. There you go, yes, Queen. Well. Congratulations too. Can we get a drum roll? Anna Bracewell Worrell, you have won. The crowd is going wild. Jose is beside himself. It's all going off in here. So congratulations. Um, We'll get in touch with you somehow, somewhere over the rainbow. By by pigeon. (laughs) To sort this out. Um, we could shoot them to her via yeah. a confetti gun. Exactly. Thing. I'd like to see that. <laughs> Sorry, interrupting. Um, so where should we start? We've got basically kind of a naughty and nice list for 2016, or we've mm. tried to. It's been quite hard. It's. I feel like when I was kind of looking back at this year, I did have to go back and kind of trawl through the podcast, trawl through notes and stuff, and I realised how much of this year I've kind of blacked out. Like, yeah. I was just like, mm. I filed that away to the never go again kind of box because some of it was just, ugh, looking at it all on paper is I cast my mind back and remembered and wished I hadn't about Wicked Campers, for example. Oh, totally. That was this year. <laughs> that was Naughty crazy. list. <laughs> They're in the naughty list. But there's a nice thing, actually, if we're just going to start getting into it, my hands mm. are covered in frosting. Um, Wicked Campers, Don Rowe, spin-off colleague Don Rowe, is going to a festival called the Rainbow Serpent, which I believe is like Australian Burning Man. Yes. But they have a ban on any Wicked Campers and anything that has So they that, have um, those in Australia as well? Yeah. Yeah, so it's all wow. about anything with any offensive slogans, but particularly Wicked Campers, not allowed on the site. Really? Get out that's of here, awesome. you're not allowed. That's really good. So it's like... Good on you. There's good stuff. Bloody yeah, there's hippies. good stuff happening. Yeah, that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Mm. They're so stupid. Drink until she's hot or whatever. It's like, uh, it's a, we were talking about with a friend of mine last night who's got two young girls. The oldest one is eight. And mm. So she can read. You know, she can read everything she sees, but she doesn't have the emotional understanding of, like what innuendo is or whatever. Mm. So he told me that they were stuck in holiday traffic 
last year behind a wicked camper, which had that slogan, drink until she's hot, which his eight-year-old, then seven-year-old daughter, read out to him and asked him what it meant. Mm. <sighs> it's like, yeah, get them off the road forever. Yeah, I really. mean, come on. Yeah. They're not even funny. No, they are. No. They're no, so lame. And to what end? Yeah. Like, do people go, tell you what, I need to get a camper fan, but I'm only going to get one if it's got a raunchy <laughs> slogan on it. Yeah. Is there a company that can give me what I want? Well, that's I, just not When happening. I roll up into the Rhythm of Vines <laughs> campground, I need people to know. I'm a douchebag. What yeah. kind of bro <laughs> is ready to party inside yeah. this van? Wouldn't you be going more for gas consumption and mm. suspension and comfy seats? Rather than I want that's PC, to look Michelle. Like, that's PC bullshit you're talking about. Because basically, what, what you're doing is saying I'm not funny, but somebody painted my van <laughs> with something funny. So, ergo, I'm that, awesome. That'll it doesn't do. Work yeah. Like that. <laughs> anyway, so that's a win for it's the banning of wicked campers. Um, what else is on? Should we do the nice list or the naughty list first? I think we should do naughty so that we okay. can move tonight, don't you reckon? Let's just yeah. Let's just we can always just rattle them off. We've already talked about Bill English and. Uh, Paula Bennett. I don't think it's just, just it's just depressing. Yeah. But again, I feel like the interesting thing that I noticed immediately on Twitter was how much of the burden fell on women to uh, tweet about it, explain it, talk about it. You know. And I was yeah. just like, I was kind of like, do I devote some time to this? Is this the kind of thing you bother writing about? And then I went, actually, no. Fuck it. If he doesn't know what feminism is, that is like crazy. Yeah. Like and. We've done all we can <laughs> up up to this point. The literature think. is available. No, yeah, exactly. And shout out to Harper Collins for making it so good in front of his yeah. face. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, Harper Collins uh, on tweeted um, the Emma Manda uh, book. Yes, we should all be feminists. We should all be feminists uh, with the tweet that it was on its way to Bill English as his Christmas present, yep. and that was really bloody cool with them. I guess what it's, it makes you stop and think for a second that some people think that feminism is a cute thing that you might do occasionally mm. or it's a, an add-on to But that book in particular makes it really clear that it's a matter of life or death. And if and even if it's not a matter of life or death to believe in equality for women, it's everything to do with the quality of life that you expect for yourself. Yeah, so it's not a I belong to Rotary or mm, yeah. I do some scrapbooking. <laughs> or like it's, the gym or something. Yeah. Like you go once and you're like, oh, not for me. It's actually saying, <laughs> yeah. I believe that I have a right to live life as a fully formed human being. Mm. So how can you not be in on that? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I hope we get a, a Christmas picture of Bill, like, sitting on the beach. Well, he did change his mind about gay marriage, so you never know. He might change his it's mind true, about true. the feminism. Not abortions, though. No abortions. Not abortions. Much too Catholic for that. Yet. Uh, if I'm just going to pluck one out, I just wanted to just call out, as I like to do just every couple of months, The Rock, not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is we a, love. He is a lovely man, and his song, Moana, I have been singing nonstop oh, for my whole life. I still haven't seen it. He's got a lovely, well, he's actually have like an amazing singing voice, but <laughs> he's, he's kind of like, but that's good enough for me. <laughs> um, the Rock, the radio station. Now, there's some interesting things happening here. The MediaWorks have had their big shuffle of hosts recently oh, for yeah. next year's launch, and they have plucked Thane Kirby out of the Georgie Fem breakfast and plopped him into the, the Rock afternoons. And I reckon that's their way of saying, Here's where you can go and say all your gnarly shit, mate, and no one's going to call you up on it. Because no one's listening. guess who's going to be listening? (laughs) Guess who's got the BSA? (laughs) The BSA webpage open. (laughs) It me. (laughs) I I had a look, because I don't listen to the station at all, and I had a look at uh, The Rock's webpage with Roger's Babe of the Day. Yeah, and this is the big gripe. What? It's on the internet. You don't need The Rock to provide you a picture of a hot chick a day. You don't need to curate the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Really? No. Yeah. You certainly don't need to curate pictures of nearly naked women. There's so many of them. There's Just so many. put in the hair colour you like and the boob size you want and then it's, you know, it's a smorgasbord. But you've got to go through the gatekeeper, Rog. <laughs> Because Raj knows what a hot chick looks like. See, that, that would be a really nice solution if the only pictures of semi-naked women on the internet were available through Raj. Yeah. And then you just block him and you're done. That'd yeah. be great. Um, it's a radio station. Why do you need to serve up 
pictures you know why is this such a big part of their brand on top of you know wind up your wife and yeah. all that other kind of stuff they have going it What's, just blows my mind yeah they I guess they think they're providing that like mechanics atmosphere like you know the mm. the work floor at the mechanics it's ironically a- they, I mean all the traders listen to Georgia FM now yeah they've obviously gone oh but I've had enough of Roger's Shtick. I'm, I just want, to, just want to listen to some cool dance beats. And it does feel as um, contemporary and relevant as a girly calendar to me. Yeah. It's just yeah. really, uh, what year are we in? It's, it's page three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love, yeah, I'd love to know who's like checking in, who's like cracking their knuckles and they wake up and go, oh, I can't wait, I can't yeah. crack my knuckles. <laughs> can't wait to see what the babe is today. I mean, when I used to work in music media and then at a record label before that, I guess so the the program directors at the Rock were always like quite nice, down to earth young men, like bogans as they should be to be programming a rock station. But like none of them seemed like particularly blokey dudes that would have like a nudie calendar on the back of their toilet door. Mm. I feel like a lot of the stuff has sort of been added in recently, as if they're sort of trying to like reclaim some like lost 80s like definition of masculinity that maybe sex it up um i've just gone on the website i just in case you're wondering we've now got roger's hot 100 for 2016 oh wow i'm so glad he pulled them together are they songs or women these are women oh my god he's a woman (laughs) (laughs) roger's hot 100 it was a reasonable question Sorry, sorry. I mean, that's what My you would expect. Yeah. That was unreasonable for me to assume that a radio DJ would it's, have chosen a Hot 100 Songs of the Year. It's no secret that Rog is a bit of a ladies' man, or so he likes to think, and his Babe of the Day selection on our website is always a hit. So we let the big dog handpick 100 of his favourite chicks. Ah! Um, are they all New Zealand women? No, it's like oh, Margaret so Robbie. That's the sad thing. He like, just I like Margaret goes Robbie. on the internet and chooses a picture <laughs> of a girl he likes like a fucking 12-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for the guy now. Yeah, it's a bit sad. It's a bit sad. And it's so cliche. It's like Kate Upton. I wish she would know me. <laughs> She's so hot. Oh, well, now oh, her boobs look so good in that top. Oh wait, he works at the rock and says, oh, it just look great in that top, guys. Don't you agree? Titties coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, anyways, that is my naughty list. It's always going to be on my naughty list because it kind of cracks me up. But it's also like, that's when you look at a website like that or a radio station like that and go, oh, well, this isn't for me, you know? Because yeah. if I was this, yeah. I have to be Kate Upton. Otherwise, I have to GTFO this website. Yeah. Which is a shame. I mean, I don't mind that much. But. I reckon if you look at a website and you don't know if it's been frozen in time since 1974 <laughs> or not, it's probably not doing anything good for you and your brand. Is That's my a good call. point. Um, we hope is? Thane will be happy there. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to love it. Yeah. Pig love and it. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is on the naughty list? 2016. Hell of a year. However, yeah, I put, this might be controversial because it's women, but Glamour for giving women of the year, a woman of the oh, year award yeah. to Bono. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that qualifies them for the naughty list for yeah. me. I think so. I think so Not too. Bono himself, although he should have said no, but it's not really his fault that they decided to do that. No, it was yeah. a really bad call, wasn't it? Was it was just such a bad call. I'm not saying like hate them forever or anything like that. Like, it's obviously these things aren't so black and white. And I think they thought that they were just going to try something out, try out an experiment and whatever. And, I mean, to be fair, they were probably going for some kind of equality, like giving it a shot where the other side wouldn't, if that makes sense. It's not like there would ever be, like, a Times Man of the Year. Well, sorry, bad example because it's now person of the year but like a men's magazine doing a man of the year giving one to a woman for once because mm, that probably wouldn't happen so maybe they thought they were doing that but I still think it was really poorly thought out it'd be like a sports organization who has a sports man of the year and a sports woman of the year giving the sports man of the year to a woman because she was so extraordinarily amazing and and they wouldn't ever do that no no so nah no. And so on the same level, um, I'm still a little bit cross and finger waggy at the United Nations for making uh, Wonder Woman there uh, mm. briefly. And they've, they've stopped. That's they've right. changed their mind. Oh, really? It's She's another not one, one of the, what is it, empowerment ambassador or something? Yeah. Oh, so they realise you can't just put a fictional, like, yeah. 
thing yeah, on it. Weirdly, in 2016, people want actual role models. Like humans. Humans. Crazy. They want them. We want them in leadership roles and, rather than and, symbolic and roles. And with pants on. <laughs> so just with pants on. Be nice. Just some. Like, just, I mean, she doesn't have to have a buttoned-up shirt and a neck, but just pants would be nice. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was just a weird... It was almost like, do people think that feminism's over and now we're just having a laugh? Yeah. Having, like, a laugh. Get Bono in. It's funny. Get, like, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Is it like these organisations are almost too progressive for their own good? Yeah. they've, like, <laughs> gone full circle and they'll be like, why don't we give it to a dog? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my good things, 2016. Uh, was that dog that was the mayor. That was... Oh, yeah, yeah. Any, like any animals any in animal. positions mm. of responsibility, it's fine with me. Yeah, actually, yeah, take it all back. <laughs> More dogs on the UN. This <laughs> 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 is going well. Uh, Kevin Roberts. Kevin Roberts. Or basically every man at a <laughs> high level of certain institutions. There's been there's, there's also the vet man. Yeah, Chris Kelly. Chancellor at Massey University said uh, a female vet was worth two fifths of a fuck all. No, a man. Um, similar. Um, but there's Do another we... one. See, Kevin Roberts. Chris Kevin Roberts uh, was asked to resign, or well, brought forward his resignation, his yeah. retirement. Mm. Chris Kelly resigned as Chancellor at Massey University because of those comments about female vets, and Paul Henry has left after Citygate. Mm. So. As much as they, those were three clusterfucks, they're also three wins, don't you think? Well, yeah, that's a good point. I So Chris Kelly chose to step down. I thought he'd been asked to. Oh, I think I, th- I think he uh, resigned. He apologised and resigned. So right. I'm sure mm. he was asked to trot off. I mean, I, I don't know how I felt about that, to be honest. Losing I'm, the job? About him losing his job over that. Yep. Um, I Obviously, the comments were... <laughs> Very, very poorly thought out. And he definitely should have said them. Shouldn't have yeah. said them. But at the same time, he would have benefited from the conversation that came out of that. Yeah. Um, and then him to just sort of have to abruptly resign, I feel like maybe gave too much ammunition to the PC Gun Mad Brigade. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like then they get to then just go, he shouldn't have lost his job over this. It's PC Gun Mad, yeah. the feminazis, blah, 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 blah. And, He's been crucified, and really, if you had a sort of a slightly less extreme reaction uh, to these, if we all, if we all did, and every time this happened, just had like good conversations, good robust yeah, yeah. conversations around these things, rather than uh, you know reacting punitively. That's right. I then, think that's um, really true. Then I feel like everyone would be better off, and especially him, because I mean, I, I don't know the man, um, but. He may very well have walked away from this feeling like the victim, and that's mm, not yeah. really the outcome we want. No, it's it's the same reason that I don't uh, agree with the death penalty. I, uh, you know, I don't think that somebody should lose their life. I think they should have the opportunity to be rehabilitated, uh, and and I feel like that when people do dumb shit like this mm. is no you shouldn't have to disappear from public view maybe you should stay and engage in the conversation yes, and exactly. show, you, show everybody what it looks like to be sorry and to evolve yes mm. front up totally. i was just going to bring up a um like you say kind of awakening the pc gone mad <laughs> explosive commentators one of which is mark reason at stuff.co.nz who's had some kind of bad opinions in the past and so he started this opinion piece there was a chance we could have had a debate. Fine, good point. This is about Chris Kelly uh, standing down. There was a chance we could have actually thought about a subject. Okay, that's all right. But good heavens, no! The feministers saw a dangerous animal on the loose and gunned him down with the usual haul of pejorative what? bullets. Oh. Wow. See, I predicted exactly that reaction <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. mind, but I didn't realise how, how much drama he was going to bring to the situation. Yeah. How amazing to do that gymnastics where you go, you know, this guy said something really stupid and it's all the women's fault. Yeah, exactly. And it's, True that. Ugh, pejorative bullets. Quite like that. Is like Mark Reason? Mark Reason. He's also, uh, he's generally a sports writer and he's got, I think, some kind of interesting opinions about women in sport sometimes. But when you say interesting? Oh, uh, 
wouldn't bother reading them okay. to be honest <laughs> i'm gonna put it i'm gonna bookmark it along with roger's top 100 <laughs> yeah. and see if there's a day when i'm not feministing that i could True. read schedule it in you're busy yeah you're busy. Got, i understand i have something for my shit list and it's a movie i've just called it a shit list now <laughs> naughty <laughs> list i just oh, got rid that. of the christmas theme altogether yeah it's the movie passengers um, which comes out, I believe, on New Year's Day, but the embargo's lifted, so everyone's gone wild talking about it. So this, you might have seen billboards for it around, you might have already heard about it. They've basically tried to pitch it as kind of a romantic film set in space with this tagline that's like, they were woken up for a reason or something, and it's basically about this kind of intergalactic space cruise It's supposed to take 100 years to get you to your new planet, you're hibernating on the ship, um, but Chris Pratt's hibernation pod malfunctions and he wakes up early, 90 years early. So he's basically fucked on this spaceship. And he starts to go a little, he starts to go a little mad. And this isn't a spoiler because this, well, it is, but go it was on, actually spoiler. all, it was all leaked early. The marketing team have just done a great job of pulling the plot out of all of the trailers and all of the teaser stuff because they know it's deplorable and it is. So Chris Pratt's pacing around, starts to get bored and then sees this hot, hot blonde chick. Aurora, who's asleep in her hibernation pod, and goes, oh, I like the look of that, starts reading her information, like stalks her, reads she's a writer who's, you know, going to write the story about being on this new planet, becomes obsessed with her, and then decides to wake her up as well, essentially sentencing her to death on this ship because they have 90 years to go. Um, and it is disgusting. So what happens is it's basically she's, she falls in love with him because obviously. Because, yeah. yeah. Well, and also not a lot to choose from. True, true. Um, but that's what happens as well when you're being essentially held hostage by yeah. somebody mm. in a in a in in space. I mean, I don't know what that feels like, but <laughs> I imagine it's... Hey, we've all been there. <laughs> and and the movie just like it gives it, has all these opportunities to remedy the horrible thing that happened. You know, she finds out eventually that he woke her up and it wasn't a malfunction and she kind of loses it at him for a while, understandably, but then kind of forgives him and they fall back in love and everything's fine. And I don't what? know, I don't know what the moral of that story of that film is, but it's, it was deeply disturbing to watch from the point where I saw, when I, as soon as I saw Chris Pat, like see Jennifer Lawrence, I was like, Oh no, no, no. That's it. That's what this movie's about. This is going to be this like entitled white guy going, oh. I want that one. Like Rog. Rog. Babe of the day. She was wow. babe his Rog babe of the day. And basically, wait, and I was just like, what, what's the message there? How are you supposed to watch that and go, oh, that's so romantic. I, I wish someone would wake me up. Because, yeah, he's basically killed her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, oh, the very way, like forced her into an arranged marriage that she didn't ask for. Yeah, no consent, no question asked. No, no. And then there's like the opportunity. I'm just gonna. I really don't want anyone to give any money to this film, so I'm just gonna tell you everything that happened. <laughs> yeah, good, so, uh, good, good. I'm not going. Um, towards the end, they they find this kind of special pod, and Chris Pratt's like, "You go back in. I woke you up. You go back. You go to sleep. You'll wake up on this." new planet and live your life and finish your book and be the first writer to ever travel. You know, she's got all these big dreams, incredibly talented, skilled, Please ambitious don't tell me woman, that she chooses not and to. And she chooses not to go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. And do they live happily ever and after? And they live happily oh. after on the ship. Because she gave up her, her future and her career. She gave up great. everything. I mean, it is Chris Pratt, but... Yeah. I know. It makes me grossed out by Chris Pratt, though, now. I'm like, no! Okay, well, I can never see yeah, it. Yeah, don't see it, honestly. I'm like... Because I love him. Mm. Yeah. And he loves you. I think he loves oh. us. <laughs> I think he does. I think he would so. like us. Sorry, Chris. Well, I mean, I will subtweet that and also add J-Law to my 2016 oh, yeah. shit yes. list. Yes. For her... Charming anecdote that she told on Graham Norton recently about rubbing her butt <laughs> on some sacred stones whilst oh. filming Hunger Games in Hawaii that she'd been told were tapu, but she decided her itchy butt was more important than local customs and beliefs. She told this charming story. Chris Pratt, who apparently had lived in Hawaii, sat there looking <gasps> the look on his face. visibly uncomfortable yeah. and shocked and terrified yeah. throughout her entire telling of this terrible anecdote, um, which I made me hate her forever. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that mm. can't be undone now because also her, her non-apology was the worst. 
it started with dear internet, like so fucking sarcastic. It's like, uh, no, no, dear the native people of Hawaii, thank you very much, you sarcastic fucking bitch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dear did, internet, I'm oh. sorry I offended you. It's like, oh my yeah. God, what is I'm wrong sorry, with you? It's the most non-apology. You privileged little shit. Yeah, really. It's, it was, it's, it's heartbreaking when people that you admire and, and fancy a bit yeah. do mm. something like that. And it was really interesting because it made me think back to the Lena Dunham, Amy Schumer brouhaha yeah. in the Lenny newsletter when they, we talked about this earlier this year when they had that terrible conversation about, I can never remember his name, Odell, the, the football player. Anyway, which was just horrific and insensitive and that broke my heart. But you, Leonie, pointed out that her apology was so full and clear and it was a fantastic kind of um, template for here is how to express that yeah. you mm. fucked up and you're really sorry you fucked up and here are the steps you're taking so that you won't do that again. But Jennifer Lawrence didn't do any oh, of those no. things at all. And to be fair... Lena Dunham's had quite a few practices at apologising <laughs> now. True. <laughs> Another one this week. Yeah. About her, I wish I had had an abortion. Um, um, I I saw that headline a bunch of times, but I've had a busy week and I, I actually I, didn't I, read the article. Can read you it. tell me why well, she made that comment? She said it in her podcast. Um, she was basically talking about... I'm not. I'm not sure what she intended. She said she in her apologies. She said this strange thing that she was kind of slipping into a character of this delusional person who, you know, oscillates between like knowing what they're saying and not. But it sounded like an out. Like I was just doing do a we, character. Yeah. Do we get to just call it doing a character every time we say something dumb? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really understand what she meant, but how it read was her saying, you know, she. I don't even know how to articulate it. It's almost like she wishes she had had more suffering. Right. To, I, I don't even, I don't, I genuinely, I don't understand. Mm, I don't understand what Maybe it it's because, you know, part of the a, a, a kind of uh, approach that I admire greatly is that people are being encouraged to shout their abortions so that we all know that we all, many of us, many, many of us have been through that experience. But then if you start suggesting that, it's a stripe that you earn mm. on yeah. your feminist uniform, then that's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, funnily enough, it can be satirised. If you guys, have you guys seen that episode of Bojack Horseman? Bojack? You've seen yeah, it. You, have, it. you haven't watched that yet, have you? Yeah. I have a, a pop singer, Dolphin, called Xtina Aquafina, who... Protects, uh, basically arranges to have an abortion live on air as like a publicity stunt. The entire episode is a really, really amazing like commentary on mm. people's attitudes towards abortion in America. Yeah, I mean, my I think the point I'm making is it can be funny, but that sounds yeah. really terrible. No, yeah. no, I, it's a, it's a. I mean, yes, you've got to watch good that satire is just sort of to to highlight the the bigger truths in life, yeah. and Bojack Horseman does it very well. Yeah. She said, she said she was trying to increase awareness and take away the stigma of it by saying she it was not like she, it was aspirational. Yeah, that or, it's not I think, a terrible. Or, I think that was what she was trying to do. Thing. But she I can missed. almost imagine the tone in which she'd say something like that in order to just sort of be very briefly shocking. In which case, yeah. But I mean, I mean, with her profile, she can't make throwaway statements like that anymore and I think she really needs to get that in her head. No, yeah. Really fucking fast. She wants to apologise less in 2017. Yeah, Yeah. this is actually something if we just throw to our Facebook page that Grace Walker asked about the kind of mainstreamification Mm. of feminism in 2016 and how having, like you know, the Lena Dunham's, Amy Schumer's as the representatives, I suppose, in popular culture of feminism, is that watering it down? to, you know, a middle-class white woman representation of what feminism is? Is it it good or bad? Is it reaching more people, you know, that might not see it? Or is it... I Okay, uh, I'm probably the least qualified person to jump in uh, is a middle-class, middle-aged white feminist. (laughs) (laughs) So let me. Um, I I think feminism is a really broad church and, Mm. and there are all kinds of ways of expressing your understanding and passion for 
equality of equal rights and equal opportunity. But I do think that the white middle class feminists need to be really sensitive to the idea that they have experienced, we experience some privilege and sometimes we should fucking shut up. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I follow a lot of really uh, interesting uh, black media commentators on Twitter and other social media who, um, you know, they're quite often like really harsh and really critical of a lot of the uh, louder white feminist voices that are out there. Um, and I, like you say, it's such a, it's a, such a spectrum of thought and experience and opinion and intersectionality is really, really important. And, um, and I feel like there are a lot of people whose feminist practices don't take that into account. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for example, you know this um, really great Facebook group, Pantsuit Nation, that we all got introduced to um, yes. during the election. So uh, this is essentially a Facebook group for um, Hillary Rodham Clinton supporters, but I think more generally just uh, sort of people who are anti-Trump and, and pro-progression. Um, um, but I have noticed recently that the posts in that Facebook group um, have become very centred around the heroic progressive white woman telling mm. someone off in public and everyone cheering. Like, That's interesting. Th this is the narrative that has actually taken over that group and um, I have decided to stop being a part of that group for that reason mm -hmm. because um, these stories, they just keep coming thick and fast. Like someone said something mean to someone, I stood up for them, I'm a hero, here's quite a nice photo of me to accompany my story. And they're, they're just overwhelmingly mm. white women and um, I think the hero complex is quite a dangerous sort of trap. Yeah. And yeah. like you say, it's sort of like if you do recognise that you still have some privileges um, as a woman and as a feminist, then it's probably good to sort of keep those in mind when you're interacting with, well, I mean, obviously people in every day, but also online. Yeah. Because we've talked a lot this year about how it's important to allow everybody to have a voice, especially those who are traditionally marginalised and voiceless. Mm -hmm. So I feel like some of those groups could maybe remember that a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting as well because isn't that groups quite heavily moderated? Like everything has to go through the mods yeah. that they choose what yeah. they're going to post. So that's interesting as well that there's like some kind of, there's a gatekeeping process. Yeah. And, and yet they, these are, yeah, this is the overwhelming narrative that's sort of coming through the whole white saviour thing. Yeah. And they're getting a book now. Oh, are they? Well, that's Cancer cool. Book. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of the stories on there have just been, like, incredible. Like, yeah. And, you know, they just sort of reduce you to mush because they're mm -hmm. so amazing and there are still so many good people in the world who are very anti what's happening in their government. But, um, yeah, some yeah. voices are just getting louder than others. Mm. And it's the, the photos that go with them that I can't <laughs> handle. Like, did you do <laughs> a photo shoot? So that you can write like, an anecdote on the internet. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not a photo during the, you know, no, saving, no, no, saving someone no, no. at the gas station. It's just of sort of more for illustrative purposes. Oh. Like <laughs> this is what I look like. You know, because that matters. And I mean, which isn't to say they're all like beautiful women. Like you know, it's a lot of sort of. Uh, trans people or gay people, and so they are great photos of them being their most awesome, authentic selves. But it's still a semi-professional-looking photo. Yeah. <laughs> like, how like did body you, shots? Where did you even? <laughs> I don't know. Oh dear. Um, what do we want to do? We how long have we been talking for? What oh. else is on the naughty list? Oh God, I think we've done quite a few naughties. Yeah. Nice I list. mean, obviously nice Trump, every Paul Henry, there's all the classics. Um, oh, and also shout out to um, that young English doofus that thought women could control their periods. Love and him. Oh, I love that guy. Go and do it in the toilet. Still think love of him. that guy. Quite often. It's crazy yeah. that actually Bond tampons haven't hired him as their, as their <laughs> oh, yeah. Their yeah. consultant. Yeah. He could draw. Um, they don't do this anymore. When I was young, uh, the tampon box came with a little leaflet that had a diagram of your insides. Mm. He could draw that picture. Oh, he, yeah. 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 He's an expert. Do they not have those anymore? I don't know. It's 15 years since I used a tampon. Mm. They used to fascinate me when I was little. Yeah. yeah. 
I remember I stole like my mum's tampons, took the box into my room to read that thing. Yeah. And your dad came in and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I thought these were lollies. Just yelled that <laughs> just instantly. <laughs> Did everybody else always think that the uterus and fallopian tubes looked like a, a bull's head? Like a, you oh, know, yeah. a, was that? Oh, no. Yeah, I drew it, like a, like I coloured it in so that it, it puts the horns on like it. That. Well, it's, so the fallopian tubes are like horns. <laughs> oh, right. It's like a, a old west, you know. Sorry, that's just me. I'm drinking. What? I like it. Let's talk about There's nice an idea things. for a, Coloring in book there. <laughs> um, nice list. 2016. I would like to start by what I think is my quote of the year, which was the woman Scarlett, uh, who was the woman at the centre of the chief scandal. Uh, and she said in an interview with Radio New Zealand, she said, if my word means nothing, then so does every other woman's word. And I feel like that was just like really resonated for me in terms of listening to women, regardless of who they are, what they're talking mm, about, because yeah. whatever they're saying matters to more women than just them. It's yeah. representative of a much bigger thing. And, I, you know, that whole chief scandal was very sad and exposed a lot of gross things in society. Attitudes. That grim press conference where they just talked around yeah. the woman in the nothing room. Nothing happened, really sorry. We're sorry, we're but so we're embarrassed about we're it. sorry. We're so embarrassed about the nothing is... It was a good chat, though, don't you think? And um, yay, big uh, bouquet to the NZRU, who for the first time in 124 years have put a woman on the board, the fabulous Dr. Oh. Farrah Palmer. Yeah, she didn't amazing. let them off lightly either. Nope. So, um, yeah, props to her. Mm. She was described by, uh, and I can't remember who it was, but one of the NZRF, NZRU guys in a radio interview as um, not only is she a woman, she's delightful. And you just go, <laughs> oh, fuck. fuck you, nearly, you nearly got a gold star not for only. this appointment. For appointing uh, a woman who has captained three national rugby teams, two World Cup wins, a woman who was Richie McCaw before Richie McCaw was Richie McCaw, and then you have to go and blow it by going, and she's delightful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's delightful. It's yeah. <laughs> 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 even worse. Oh, it's like the pretty little thing. That wasn't this year, though, was it? Pretty little thing was just under a dune, yeah. That's right. They just can't help themselves, eh? No. Just got to undercut it, yeah. always. Just that last little bit. Um. Nice list. I mean, there's so many. Oh, there's so many. We've talked about so many amazing women and organizations and people you can help and people who are helping. No, do you I have also, like one? Mine, this is not one. It's <laughs> all the women in Iceland and Poland. Yes. Yay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thousands of women in, in Iceland who left work at 238 uh, PM in protest against the um, the gender pay gap. Yeah, um, and then all the women of Poland who rose up in protest against uh, plans to completely criminalise um, abortion, and they had their judgment turned around. The yeah. decision was turned around. People, their their country, their government listened to them. Amazing, it's great, isn't so it? That's, that's, that's the thing that makes me so excited is yeah. that so many of these things that we've you know one month gone. Fuck it, and then and it fix something changes. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure it's because we're in this room, but something <laughs> something shifts, something moves, and you get a win, and you go, oh, okay, so I'm not shutting up. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, um, on that note, actually, about the leaving early thing, mm. we had a another question from Ashley Bogle on Facebook, who asked, oh, I know her. I know her. I know her. Now that I've found out I'm worth two-fifths of a man, how much tax do I pay? None. None <laughs> at all. None at all. And you certainly don't pay GST on tampons. Whenever you buy tampons, well, not that you wouldn't have to buy them if you're winning them from on, but um, just take 12% off uh, when you go to buy mm. your tampons and just don't pay the GST on them. So yeah. to work that out, you multiply the total price, including GST, by three and then divide it by 23, and that gives you the GST content. Nerd. Yeah. Nerdy. Love it. I love mess. Mess is Giving you a wedgie after this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cry and tell my mum. Oh. That's great. Two-fifths um, of a male graduate. Can I, I want to do a local shout-out to um, Mihi Narangi Forbes and oh, Susie always. Ferguson on national radio. Susie, Susie Ferguson, who hosts um, Morning Report, who is a terrific interviewer and constantly gets sent uh, emails and texts and phone messages of complaint because she's so aggressive and <laughs> yeah. mean to the 
people that she oh, interviews. Oh, she gets the worst text. Amazing. And she's just good. She's just good at her job. Yeah. That's mm. all it is. And Mihi, just because she's her and she's so staunch and every story she does is fascinating. And she also has that ability to do really um, uh, sweet, warm, kind stories as well as mm-hmm. investigative stories. So I think we're really lucky to have both of those women. I agree. Yeah. And they both, I, the thing I also, I don't know if this is because I've become more aware and have been looking for it or if this is something that's happened this year, but them like, owning it and tweeting about yeah. it and saying yeah. like here comes a feminist grandstanding again yeah. on the soapbox like really yeah. tune in I love it I love it yeah. it's you know it's that we're sharing that experience yeah. being like oh fuck you too good yeah, yeah. Good. yeah we're not so good true. obviously not good but like but there's no need in internal no no need to internalize yeah, these things anymore. Yeah, you're not going you know? home and crying into your pillow. You're no. sending out a tweet saying, "Here's yeah. the phone logs from this morning." Yeah, and everybody goes, "Oh, what a bunch of wankers!" Yeah, and you feel good about it. <laughs> Head of RNZ's not going to slap you on the wrist for that. Mm-mm. Uh, Coco Solid. We can briefly talk about. She is well. It's kind of it's already launched um, in collaboration with the spinoff next year a project to basically open up the conversation around um, gender in the music industry and sexism and, you know, a lot of the things that have come out of the industry this year, conversations that need to take place in a public space Mm -hmm. in some kind of form. We have no idea what kind of form it's going to take yet, if it's events or writing or video, Um, but she is currently crowdfunding for, you know, some support in that, and I think it's going to be really powerful and feels overdue Mm. as someone who I don't even know anything about the music industry, but it felt like... It's about time. It does. And there are a lot of people that don't know that it's about time. And so Mm. it's going to get a lot of negative feedback. Mm. I mean, she's already had a lot of negative feedback about about it, just even announcing plans to have talks about these subjects. Wow. Apparently. Apparently she's just been a man hater by, you know, implying that. I mean, the thing is a lot of people's argument is – because there are popular female musicians, sexism in music must not exist. Mm, right. Because all of our biggest pop musicians are women, but their their reality of being in a music community is very different from a woman who wants to play in a rock band. Mm. Like, that's just the reality of it. Like, you're allowed, apparently, society is fine with you being a angel-toned singer-songwriter. That probably means your path to success, if you are very good, is going to be quite easy. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're not going to get gross record executives put their hand on your ass, mm. but your actual path to what you want to achieve as a musician might be fine. If you're a woman that wants to shred on a guitar, and this has been the experience of every single one of my female friends who's been in a, in a rock band and, or in a punk band or play the drums, you're going to get talked to but down to by every other dude with a guitar that you come across because bands share equipment. Mm. You're going to get talked down to by every single fucking sound guy that comes near you. And, like, you know, like these yeah. are the things that actually need to be talked about, but these are the most invisible parts of the music mm. industry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even saying that, like, the that stuff that came out after Alex Euron Duncan's story, the I Will Come Forward story about Andrew Tidball, I mean, even you even did have these high-profile, like, opera singers and pop singers talking about terrible treatment that they had received from men in the music industry. So it's important to still talk about that stuff as well. Mm. It's going to unearth an entire range of terrible experiences that women have had. Mm. And uh, I, there's going to be a lot of men in the music industry who do, do not want to hear it. Yeah, well, because some of them will be guilty, right? That's right. They'll be implicated. And at least complicit, right? Yeah. 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 And that's the other thing, I guess, if you're sort of operating in like an indie music community or a punk music community as a sort of semi-open-minded guy, that's not what you would have expected your community to be like and to find out that that is maybe what it was like for half the members mm-hmm. or thereabouts, then um, that's going to sort of change how you felt about those years of your life, those happy, healthy and days of being like a 20-year-old playing gigs at Mammy Bar or whatever. Yeah. No mm. one likes to have their chi- their happy childhood challenged either. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On that note, actually, I was reading something this morning. Someone had written, I think, for some kind of film festival blog about the need in 2017 for there to be female critics so they were specifically talking about film critics but also across any medium because that drives 
they basically, it was real interesting kind of thinking about my own experience. They were like, women criticize things like the gender dynamic and race and how things are represented. And those things often get overlooked because, you know, men are so used to seeing their own stories that they it doesn't bother them. Something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that that's fine to write about. That's a fine criticism to have of a movie. It doesn't have to be always like, let's look at the lighting and the, you yeah. know, whatever. It's the cultural commentary is valid, but that often gets kind of silenced by the PC gone mad. You know, this isn't what the movie's supposed to be about. Why, you know, this <laughs> yeah. isn't a review. And that's, that is exactly what happened to me when I first started writing about movies in the Herald on Sunday, I got letters to the editor saying, I don't know what this writing is. Why? Is, Cause it was when Star Wars came out as well. So, right. They're all already mad. They're all like, oh. <laughs> there's a woman, there's there's a woman, a woman in the film. In there's a woman writing about the woman in the film. She Ray. was called Ray. We thought Ray was a boy's name. <laughs> Fuck it. I tried to hold a moustache up in front of her face. It didn't work. <laughs> Still like a chick. Um, and people were really not just confused, but really angry that I was like bringing this perspective to film criticism to the point where I stopped doing it. Yeah. Because wow. I, you know, I did get, I read all the letters. Someone, <laughs> friend's father, very kindly um, kind of read them all out to me. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, this sucks. Yeah. But I also was like, oh, I'm doing other stuff. I, I, I can stop doing this. But rereading this today, I was like, well, it's very valid. And if there's anyone out there who wants to try and, if you're a woman who wants to criticize anything, just do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, I was thinking about this recently as well because uh, Anna Coddington, is a wonderful New Zealand musician. She mm, wrote a she piece, wrote a great piece. Um, about music That's criticism right, yeah. and, and um, female music critics. Um, and that was really cool, and I urge everyone to track down and read it. I've totally forgotten the name of the blog that it was hosted on. Is it on Sorry public address? That. Was it? On? It was a public yeah. address. It was... Um, Damn it. Maybe another you musician. You know what? If you, I reckon if you put Anna Coddington plus critic into Google... Yeah. Maybe. But I reckon we need another word... That's not critic. Mm -hmm. I like commentator. Yeah. Because yeah. critic automatically makes you think about people who are sitting there going, mm, I don't like this and I don't like that. And yeah. I mean, that's not really the the function of a of a film critic or a music critic. And so therefore maybe let's, I don't know. In fact, because then as soon as you put the word woman next to that, it already, it makes, I reckon it makes people just automatically want to hate whatever you're saying. It's like, yeah, not yeah. only are you criticising my music, but you're a woman criticising my music. Ugh. Well, is, does reviewer work for you? Because that's generally the word that's used rather than critic in theatre. Right. Reviewer. So it's yeah. somebody who's looking back on it and going, yeah, here's well, my... Yeah. yeah, maybe. Because I think it should just also be inclusive of people who aren't writing reviews or criticising, but who are just talking about. Yeah. Whether it's like on podcasts yeah. or I mean I was thinking about after doing one of the spin-off music podcasts with the new music editor Henry and I was like what are we doing on this because Anna had named me on the list of music critics female music critics at the mm. bottom of that post and that's not true of what I do anymore but I will occasionally go on RNZ and talk about music or I was on that podcast with Henry talking about music but I was not reviewing music nor was I criticizing music so I feel like if we, yeah, if we called people music commentators and film mm -hmm. commentators, then yeah. I feel like people would feel less like the thing they like is being attacked and more just that it's been discussed and mm. talked about. Yeah. And then as the commentator, then you aren't then sort of subject to all of these terrible takes on your take. You know, yeah. like, you're wrong and I hate you and yeah. you don't like film. You've never seen a film in your life, you amateur Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a thought. No, it's no, a good thought. I'm sure that thought. there's a word. And we, we, I'm going to think about it. Your commentator's unwieldy. Make but like yes. new, we should make up a new word completely. Yeah. That, that blog, by the way, is called, um, it's on Flip That Script. That's it. With the one. That's the one. ThatScript.wordpress.com. It's a really good piece of writing. I like that. In Aotearoa. It was a great piece of writing, and it is an incredibly smart young woman. She's one of those people whose brain is so, like, massive and awesome, it makes you feel really insecure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. Uh, Should we do some tips? Should we do some tips? I'm, I'm just looking through our list. There's so much. <laughs> There's so much. Cool Christmas. Oh, it doesn't have to be Christmas tips even. What cool tips do we I have? I have a drinking Enough. tip. Oh, oh, good. Please tell us. This has actually been in my bag of tricks for a really long time, <laughs> but I pulled it out the other night and I was with 
uh, a friend who was familiar with the podcast and she was like, oh, my God, that should be one of your tips. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it should be. So it's to do with that time of night where you run out of booze. <gasps> so horrific. It's happening a lot this time of year. Everyone's in party mode. You yep. run out of, say, wine or beer or you've got spirits but no mixer. And so I have saved at least three late night parties with this trick. Whoa. Tea. So you take what? every single person has some kind of fruity tea, yes, in their cupboard, yes. Mm. Even if it's just regular tea, yes. You make a very very strong cup of tea, and then you just bung it into like a bowl or a bigger jug or whatever with ice and heaps of sugar because essentially all of those mixes have heaps of bloody sugar in them, right? Yeah, that's why they taste good. Yeah, yeah. and then you have an amazing mixer to go with all of your mixerless booze that you've that been is left genius. with. I have brought out pictures of like iced fruity tropical tea with like whatever was lying around gin at like two in the morning, and people are like, "This is the best content." <laughs> and I've been granted. I probably could have just given them like water with you know, sure that I dipped no, the tea bag right. in. That's thought, amazing. But it's um yeah, it's a really great mixer standard. That makes sense. But I had never made the connection. One of my favourite things to drink. Uh, oh God, it's on a long list. Um, <laughs> vodka and green tea. Mm. And, and in, in America, you can get green tea flavored vodka that you can either mix Ooh. with soda or do whatever. But so green tea flavor with booze, great. Yeah. So I totally get why fruit tea. With yeah. any kind of booze is also terrific. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to go home and drink everything in the cabinet apart from the vodka <laughs> and yeah. have to make some tea. Leone's always there. It is so good. Um, I don't have a tip. I have a question for the two of you to help me with because I've been doing Christmas shopping. Mm. I don't know if you guys, know yeah, if you guys Christmas. familiar with the uh, concept. Have you, have you heard about yeah, it? Yeah, um, I've heard of it. No, heard of it. no I hand make all my I've gifts. seen things. Tell you what, it's really difficult buying for young children when you suddenly like become aware yeah. of the gendering of toys and what you're giving people and what it represents. Like I was at the warehouse and I grabbed immediately just – like a shop, one of those little shopping baskets full of fake fruit for my niece and for my nephew, I bought like Lego. And then I, mm. I was like, <gasps> what have I done? I was like, it's me. I'm the problem. And but then I was like, what do I do? Like, cause also you don't want to give them something they don't like, like something completely neutral, like a stick. <laughs> Be like, Make your own books. Fun, kids. Books is books. my, books. yeah, it's my go-to for, that's my yeah. go-to. I mean, I decided a long time ago that for all the children in my life, I would be just the nerdy auntie that just does books. Yeah. Mm. Because they might not, like, be over the moon at the time that they unwrap it, but you know that they'll still be reading that in a year or two years' time. Mm. That's yep, good cool. Saying that, this year I did buy, oh, actually, there's a really great range of toys. This also might solve your problem called Seedling, and they do... Uh, they come in sort of packs and they do from a range of ages and it's all stuff that you have to make yourself. Right. And so I got, um, after just saying I buy my nephew's books, this time I didn't, I bought them <laughs> one of these each. The youngest one is five and it was like a make and decorate your own rocket pack. Wow. And then the next one up, who's eight, uh, it was a make and decorate your own speakers. And then the next one up was a make and decorate your own headphones. And he's 10, so he will Whoa. want, like, cool headphones. Because That's great. Because he's entering yeah. awkward pre-adolescent phase. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've got this huge range of stuff, and it's all stuff that they have to make with their hands, and it's not particularly for boys or girls. It's just, um, and, and yeah. I, I think, think it might in be that a New range, Zealand company too. I, I think in that range they have a make and decorate your own superhero cape. Oh, yes, they do. Whoa. So you that girls and boys. Cause you, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Those make things are so good on so many levels. It means they get to make it the way they want to, but it also means they have to use apply their imagination yes. to the thing. Yes. So, mm. Yeah, so I'd go that way. If only there were more days till Christmas. Mm. Next year. Next I, year I'm going to be the wokest Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so did you buy them stuff? Yeah, I ended up getting I, – I kind of – I realised what I had done. I still got the Lego because that's what he said he wanted. Yeah. But for my niece, I bought – she's only young, so I bought her like a Mr. Potato Head. 
Oh, so cool. Yeah, it's quite neutral. Yeah. And also you can, it's fun. Oh, well, it's fun with it. It's kind of yeah. gateway Lego too. Yeah. And, and everybody should have a Mr. It's Potato hilarious. Head because <laughs> at some point in your life you're going to come across somebody who's going to say, who looks like Mr. Potato Head? And you have to know what that is. It's, it's, <laughs> so yeah. You, but yeah. You can't be cultural relevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Gotta it's a reference. That reference. <laughs> I, have, I have a hot tip on buying togs. Yeah. Because um, I've just bought some. And uh, my hot tip, it's actually got nothing to do with the togs. It's to do with just find a store, and I have found a store, and I'm not going to tell you where it is because um, that's advertising, but find a swimsuit store whose proprietor is a middle-aged woman. They're just women because she understands. I've been going to her for a, a long time now, and she knows that it's terrifying to put togs on with your undies showing in the and you and it's always you leave it too late and you're hot and sweaty and it's all wrong yeah. and you never look like you wanted to look um but she's totally welcoming and encouraging and she tells you she'll say that looks fabulous that fits you really well or she'll say it doesn't really fit yeah I think well, we can do better than that and yeah so and also it's a Big stores so that they even um, have togs for particular cup sizes. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so, important. Yeah. It's not a new market, is it? No, it's in Takapuna. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I bet there's more. I mean, I'm sure there's mm. lots of stores like that, but just somebody who's not, I don't, it might be me, but I walk into a store that's run by an 18 year old um, <laughs> and I just feel <laughs> fucking judged. Yeah. yeah. So th- this woman is about my age yeah. and I feel happy there. Yeah. I have another tog tip just on that note. Uh, maternity togs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So much support, so much <gasps> ruching, yeah. so much going that's on. Great. Really yeah. good. Yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, I, I will I will name a store, but if you are a bigger bastard lady, mm-hmm. Avocado in Newmarket, yeah. they do, do lingerie as well as togs oh, for, um, for bigger women. And um, being a double E... Yeah. That was the first hog store I ever went into. Yeah. Where I actually, there was a range of stuff that yeah. I could buy. That's so great. I Amazing. wanted to weep with gratitude <laughs> and and hold the lady that was helping me out. Yeah. Um, and she was young, but she was a bigger girl, so okay. she understood how to dress that body. There's the thing. Yeah, and um, and she was really helpful and awesome. And they also had this great boyfriend pit. I'm sorry to, if that's, like, too gendering, but it was... <laughs> Hidden, hidden away from uh, behind tog racks <laughs> with a television <gasps> oh my God, and couches amazing. so you could wait until your other half was finished that trying on so togs. That is so good. That was really funny. It's like there's literally an episode of Nathan for you where he makes it <laughs> as like a fake idea for a show. <laughs> and gives all the boyfriends beers and stuff. It exists. There's no mini fridge, but maybe no. they could work on that for next year. Yeah. Great tips, everyone. Mm, um, yay. I reckon we should start wrapping up. Yes. So we're looking ahead now to 2017. We're all about to have a nice break, mm-hmm. come back refreshed. What are we looking forward to next year? Oh, oh um, 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 Ocean's 8 with the all-female cast. Yes. I don't know why that just popped into my head. There's yeah. something to look forward to. For That's next right. Year. I completely forgot about that. That looks sassy as hell. It's going to be some movies. It's, it's got, got Re- Wonder Woman It's got Rihanna well. in it. So. <gasps> That's right. I love her. I'm really looking forward to waking up on uh, January the 1st and finding out that the previous 12 months have been a hoax. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's actually January the 1st, 2016, and none of this shit happened. (laughs) Yeah. And Hillary's running for president, and that's going to be great. What if it happens all over again? Oh, fuck, I can't live through it. Okay, no, I'm I'm, going to embrace it. We're going to have to let it go, Michelle. I'll embrace 2017. I'm going to make a little pledge. This is what I'm going to try really hard to do, and it's it's got a little more difficult to do now that um, Paula Bennett is Deputy Prime Minister, but I am going to try to make sure that I own ever criticise women for what they do or say never for how they look or how they say things mm-hmm. That's, I'm, and I'm going to call out anybody who um, nice. who does the same yeah mm. nice a great pledge uh, another thing I am excited about I guess in terms of movies and films and things the BAFTAs next year are implementing a thing where you do not get nominated if you don't have a certain range of diversity in your crew in your <gasps> in the production direction the writing bestest. yeah so you just uh, act Hello. that is and so I'm like fuck yeah that's how you do it wow. you just don't get a shot you know um hit them so in I the awards like, pocket exactly everyone wants an award 
Yeah. That is fantastic. <laughs> They'll be changing up quotas and all sorts of things. So yeah, wow. I, I get real excited by like quotas and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah, <laughs> get rid of that's them all. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, Queen Baftas. Um, interesting side note: six of the top ten highest grossing films of 2016 passed the Bechdel test. Yeah. So that's more than 50%. It's not yeah. enough, but, you know. It's, it's moving yeah. in a good direction, Six right? Six out of ten's all right. That's exciting. That's good. It's a good positive note. Mm. Um, thanks, guys. Oh, pleasure. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to be at the end of the year and the end of a run, but mm. I just want to thank everyone who's been listening and chatting to us on whichever medium, Twitter, we have hashtag OTR pod, our Facebook page. People have been emailing, messaging. It's like amazing people to in get bars. feedback. People, people in, in yeah, bars. Strangers talking to her. People come up and do a little whisper. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's a great little secret. Okay. We're still working on a handshake for 2017. Yeah. We'll figure that one out. Have a think over the break if you have any ideas. Just yeah. like a gesture. And I'll get our nasty woman pins organised through. <laughs> it's just fantastic. I'm doing, doing a shout out for Pepe Raccoon, who's an artist up in Northland who makes little pins that say nasty woman. And she's out of stock for Christmas, but in the new year, I think we should give her a little little plug yeah. on our page. Yeah. 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 Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Have a safe journey wherever you're going if you're going anywhere or just on this journey of life with us together <laughs> getting emotional now <laughs> play some vitamin c we could stop recording but let's stay chatting i just yeah, want to yeah. go home now yeah. um big thanks as well to bond tampons for coming on board with us this year it is amazing yeah, to have people that support us and what we want to do and even more amazing to have a product that we are you know proud to stick in your vagina exactly yeah. That's you it. can't stick, stick any of that other rubbish up there. Nah. No, no, you, Your vagina deserves better. It deserves <laughs> bon. It's a great tagline. It's, I'm going to sell, yeah, sell it to them. Say bon. All right. Say and bon. thank you, Jose, for sitting in Yay. this room with us. Yay. Our wonderful producer, producer, Jose. Um, we'll all be back next year, January 2017. Have a safe summer and bye. Kakite ano. Bye. Hello for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi. Kiaihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.